What's up? Top, 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 go, my man. That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom. Be away, all y'all, man. We out here, Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Tony fans, welcome to another episode of the Golf Standard, episode 30. Can you believe it, Dennis? 30 episodes? We did 30 of these? Can you believe wow. it? I can't believe that. That's incredible. I wish I wish the team was as consistently good as the Gola boys were or are on the pod. Yeah, Fortunately, they aren't as consistent as us. You know, no, no. So, um, you know, recording Thursday night, last night, Wednesday night, they lost to UMass 77 71, you know, to move to 6 11 overall, 1 and 6 in conference. You know, losing another game while having a double digit lead in the second half. Um, also frustrating. Go ahead. Yeah. The worst part is they, they had their best player. Out. Yeah, UMass didn't have Noah Fernandes. You know, LaSalle was up, you know, 16 points with 17 minutes left in the second half. And, you know, time after time, this is like, you know, the fifth time, you know, I mean, at Rhode Island, they were up to um, like 12 with 256 left. And then, you know, it's happened time after time. Sacred Heart, they're up 14 with, you know, 1049 left in the second half. They were up, you know, 11 over Fordham with like 1832 and you know 12 they're up 12 over the bonnies with 13 minutes 50 seconds left and they keep on you know letting these leads you know dissipate and it's upsetting you know when you're watching the game like you know i was there last night you know at the time arena and you can see like as a fan i feel like they're playing not to lose like yeah they don't have that you know the mentality i don't know if that's coaching but i feel like you know the better teams they find a way to keep that lead, you know, see Villanova, they can maintain, you know, the double yep. lead, but for LaSalle, it's like as a fan, when you see this product over and over again, you're kind of waiting for that lead to dissipate. Like they can get the lead, but they can't hold it. And yeah. you're just waiting and waiting. Cause you know, eventually, you know, the lead is going to go away, but St. Joe's, they held on. They did. So it's like, uh, that's why I was so nervous when we played St. Joe's, I was very nervous that we were going to blow that lead because I'm so used to it. So yeah, I would yeah. say the St. Joe's game was an anomaly here because <laughs> somehow they held that held the lead mm-hmm. throughout. I, I guess I, I, there's a few reasons why, but this is the true LaSalle team, what we saw against UMass. I, I feel like I predicted this before yeah, the did. game. Yeah. I was like, I don't think, I, I don't think we're going to, we're going to win this game. When, when you look at our team and their team, they beat Penn state. They beat Rutgers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they had a higher ceiling. They have a higher ceiling than us. So I was like, but their best is definitely better than our best. No, Fernandes. Like we, I mean, we're up like you know sixteen points at one one point. Like we had a size advantage. We still got out rebounded like forty four to twenty seven. That is that is disgraceful. That is disgraceful. First off, that is just awful. And Rich Kelly played you know really well. Um, 
you know, Clifton and Jack continue to like impress, but you know, you see shaky rotations and you know, the same thing's been seen over and over again. And, you know, um, it, it's just frustrating to see, um, you know, late in the game, you know, Jack Clark steps out. We've seen that so many times. Oh, he you know, stepped out of bounds. Yep. You know, yeah, they have, you know, they have a chance to tie the game. Um, and they turn the ball over. It's funny. Uh, uh, I, I feel like we can tell we've seen enough of Ashley Howard's teams. We can tell when an implosion is coming. We can tell when a collapse yeah. mm-hmm. is coming. We know exactly like, oh, here we go. And it doesn't even need to take like an actual run by UMass. Like you could just feel it. They, they yeah, didn't even absolutely. go on the run yet, but you could see it about to happen. For example, UMass swishes a three. And I was in my mind, I'm like, this is it. We're going to lose. We were, we were up like 13 or whatever we were up and they Mm -hmm. swished a three. I was like, Oh, Oh boy. And I, that's it. Like, I didn't even, I was like, here comes a run and it, 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 it happens every time. Why does Brantley not play enough? Like why, why did he, I feel yeah, like I he was really good against St. Joe's. Yeah, I don't know how people, I don't know how it fluctuates. Sometimes, you know, players so are getting in the rotation and, you know, Brantley played, I don't know, like three minutes max yesterday. That's insane. So to me. I don't know how you get, yeah, I don't know how your playing times fluctuates, but, um, you know, I don't know if it was late for practice. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, you know. Yeah, hypothesizing, um, but. Yeah. So. What yeah, the hell? I, like, he, he's, he is our next bright star, like. He could be the next big piece for us. Yeah, he and flashes like against Bonaventure. Like he was really good against Bonaventure. Yeah. And, and really, I, don't know, I don't know. I just don't understand, you know, the pieces. I don't understand the timing. I don't understand why guys, you know, sometimes barely play. I mean, you know, I'm not the coach. I'm not there every day like he is. But, you know, that's probably why, you know, Sharif Kenny left. You know, he was in the doghouse. It's like, like, why am I doing this? Like my, my team's losing and like I'm better than these guys. And right. my coach is going to play me. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, no, it's frustrating. Um, I mean, but I don't, you know, I don't blame the coach. I mean, um, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to blame Ash. It is a combination of things. You can't just blame one person here. Okay. No, it's no, impossible it's, to blame one. Yeah, person. All the parties are involved. Yep. You know, you know, um, you know, Ashley Howard, you know, gives so much, you know, you see his emotions, yep. you know, on the bench, you know, usually when, he, you know, takes a guy out. He'll be, you know, critiquing, you know, their play. I feel like instead of worrying about what's going on, um, but you can tell, like, his passion is fire. Um, you can tell it's kind of, like, weighing on him, yeah. um, like, more and more and more. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, um, you know, the season plays out. But, I mean, Yesterday, I mean, the kids did fight. They'd fight. I mean, a frustrating loss, but you can't say the kids, you know, have given up on them. Right. So I give, you know, I give them a lot of props. You know, one and six, like I said, in the eight ten. So um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, hopefully they keep on fighting. You know, it'll be tough. You know, on Saturday we play Davidson away. You know, the number one team in the eight ten, uh, currently number twenty five. Even though they'll probably uh, not be ranked because they lost to VCU last night, but I mean. I feel like it'd be a telling sign, you know, playing against Davidson at Davidson. That's going to be very tough. Um, so I'll have, I'll be very tuned in and see, you know, what kind of effort is given and, you know, what kind of fight they give against the, you know, the best team in the A-10. Yeah. Because they lost to VCU, 
both Rich and I are thinking we're going to get absolutely killed. So that's our mindset going into it. And I would be surprised if anybody thinks we could fight against them. That's just the how we see it right now. I, I don't think we we're, we barely have a pulse. I feel like some sometimes when we think about the team and who they would match up against, like I feel like we, yeah. can't, we can't even compete, but maybe we'll be surprised. I hope we're wrong. But right now, the trajectory of this team is just absolutely in a downward trend. We are not seeing any kind of movement. We are seeing development stagnant as far aside from clifton of course i mean jack clark's and jack's been good a little bit yeah jack's been good which i don't know it's just not enough it's not enough i mean it's not it's not enough um you know it kind of poses the question you know what the team will look like you know whenever you have a team when you know not having a good season you're thinking about the future yeah in the next year and it's like you know what will this team look like you don't know you know what pieces come back you know, if Clifton, you know, he's a senior, but he has a year of eligibility left. Like, yeah, would he, you know, would he go to an, another school, a bigger time school? Like, I'm going to blame him. Um, so it'll last to play out, but it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what what the team looks like next season. The foundation seems very shaky, and Absolutely. I haven't heard a single bit of news in on the recruiting trail either. So I really don't. Uh, honestly, Rich, if there weren't any of these other issues at the school. I would say this is Ash's last few games as head coach, but we can't, we can't, like we said, we can't just go right at Ash here. It's a, it's multiple parties involved Mm -hmm. on this mismanagement of this program. So all of them are at fault and we are looking at a collective, (laughs) a collective violation. (laughs) They're all guilty of in some way bringing this program down to where it is right now we are firmly in last place in the a10 we are absolutely 100 going to be a pillow fighting team we are going to be the first four teams to play in the a10 tournament i don't see any reason to believe that we will not do that um we lost to umass who by all accounts had been having a worse conference season than us according to twitter and things like that people were way down on umass and and it's just I thought they were bad. Well, come on in Nicola and you get right. I feel like that was a perfect opportunity for them when I saw that they lost to uh well who they play, Rody? Yeah, I think they I think they played one against Rody. Yep. Um, I'm not sure who their wins against, but um if a team I would love to see the stats when a team is coming into our house after a loss. Yeah, because they got crushed by Slew on Sunday. Yeah. So, so I feel like it's just an opportunity for them to just straighten things out, get back on track, quote unquote, even if UMass is a mess by all accounts, um, getting back on track is a great, it's a great place to get back on track at yeah. Tom Gold Arena, mm-hmm. high school gym. You get to hear, hear your coaches coaching you. There's no, it's just you guys playing basketball in the quiet arena. So it's like the perfect place. It feels like a scrimmage. Yeah, it was like everybody gets a pause in the season, and that pause is coming to Tom Gola Arena and playing a scrimmage against us because it just it's where you work out the kinks. It's where you feel better about yourself because you're playing against us. That's how I feel like when we're at home. I don't like our home court advantage at all. Yeah, it, it definitely feels, you know, dead, especially on a weeknight. Like, you know, I was there last night, and I feel like in terms of the fans, it looked like there was about 150 people there, and it was so quiet. Um, 
you know, there was a couple, you know, UMass fans in front of me and, you know, they were showing a lot of passion, um, but it, it was very quiet in there. Another thing I want to mention is our former coach, you know, Dr. John Giannini was in the house yesterday yes. and I'm very curious. Um, I think he was taking notes because I believe um, he's calling the game on Saturday for USA LaSalle against Davidson. Um, I would love to see, you know, what he really thinks about the team. Um, do you think he spoke to the team or did any kind of involvement that so. day? I, I don't think so. Um, yeah. I feel like he, you know, kind of keep it low key, but he tried I mean, to, but we tried to was low key, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't hard to find, you know, he's a tall guy and, um, you know, when you're the coach for there for, you know, 12, 13 years, it's easy to find them. Um, yep. so, you know, another kind of thing. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, I don't know, you know, having G in the house, you know, kind of, you know, what, you know, used to be and just in terms of recruiting, you know, I think, you know, everything's kind of, you know, taking a step down, um, in terms of the program, you know, I feel like John used to get, you know, better time recruits, but, um, you know, I feel like that's, you know, the next big question. And, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, is the, you know, the athletic director, um, Brian Peptiste. I know you and I were going back and forth last night, um, texting about the athletic director. Yeah. It's definitely a topic. We don't, we don't talk about enough. Like we're always talking about the team and Ash, but we don't talk about Baptiste enough because he's, he's behind it. All of it. Right. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. And I know we were, you know, disagreeing about this, but for me, if you're the AD of a program and you really care, I mean, I know it's one thing to be, you know, very introverted, but as alumni, you have to be very engaging. And I feel like for me, I know you don't, you don't agree with this opinion, but I feel like he's very quiet. He's kind of hidden. Like, I don't really see him. He's not shaking hands. He's not, you know, kissing babies. But, um, but I feel like in, in that role, in the situation, I don't know if someone told me this, like, like, do you take this job without, you know, knowing you're going to get a new arena? He said, yes, but he's been very quiet. Um, you know, I've been to, you know, I think 12 games and half of the time I feel like I see him and half of the time I'm, I'm looking for him and I can't really see him. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I would love to hear his opinion. No, I know he's talked to Cal Beers a few times. Um, so I would love to hear his opinion. You know, I feel like it's very quiet. You know, he's still have a president. I don't really know what's going on. You know, I, he's very quiet, you know, um, Maybe he's talking to, you know, bigger time donors and that, I mean, I'm good with that, but, but I feel like as someone, I don't know, I, I'd like to see more from him. I'm curious what his kind of plan is and, you know, what he thinks about, you know, this whole thing. Here's what I think about him. First off, I think I've seen him plenty of times. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we just aren't looking in the same areas, but he's pretty consistently at the games over by the water fountains and the bathroom, which is not far from the court. Um, <laughs> It's such a small arena. I feel like I, I, I do see him quite a bit. And you're right. He's not social. He hasn't talked to us yet. That's how, I mean, we're, we're at every game and he hasn't talked to us. So that, that just shows you, I guess, Rich, you do have a point. There. It's not like there's a lot of people there. Right. Exactly. There's not but, thousands, but he's not going up the stands. He's not climbing the steps to, to get to us yeah. either. So my point here is the reason he might come off as antisocial or not as engaging with the alumni 
is because he has no good news. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> he has nothing the to president, say. Like when we would walk by, you know, up to our seats, the president would say hello to us. Like the old, like Colleen would say hi to us. And I You're feel right. like that went a long way. And he that was nice. Do that. You're right. That was nice. Now she might have been a better at deflecting. Maybe Baptiste is not good at deflecting the tough topics. I mean, I'll take Maybe. that because of spade a spade. Yeah. Maybe that's why we don't see enough of him and hear enough of him um, in person. Uh, I, it sucks that he can't talk about everything right now. He's definitely bound by the, the issues of the university as a whole. And I think that's reflected when he's there. He has to show face. He has to be there. But I don't know if he really wants to talk to people because people are going to ask questions, aka us, and we would put it on the pod. Maybe that, maybe that's why we don't talk to him enough. But Rich, I, I, I do think your point's valid. I just, I just think that there's, there's a lot of reasons why he might not be social that we're, that we should just take into consideration. Um, with Colleen, she brought in Brian. She, or she, she got Ash and all that. So, for the most part. Colleen was able to take a lot of positives right now. Right now, I don't think there's any positives going going on at the university. There's nothing going on. I think Colleen had a few positives to, that she could shed some light on and spin and and say nice things about. But I don't think Baptiste is in a position right now to, as, as it relates to basketball, to really, to really flush out any thoughts or ideas. And that's all we want. Uh, I just don't think he has anything for us right now. It sucks because I do. I, I personally have a lot of faith in him. I thought that that was a huge. I thought it was a huge hire, and as of right now, it has not paid off at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you're right, Rich. Where was he promised? He's gonna have a new arena. Like, that's his job to raise funds. It's it's their job to build this program up. Program up, and he has not done that because because if it's if it's his job to raise funds, he doesn't have the like. I don't see him doing that. Like right. he seemed very introverted. He doesn't seem there, right. you know, as being a salesman. And I feel like that's what you need in that role. Like in yeah. that role, I'm at AD. You need to, you know, right. shake hands, kiss. Like maybe like he said, doesn't have like, the ammo though. Maybe he doesn't have the ammo. He's there. Know. He just I can't just say up. too much. Uh, that's my that's my stance. Yet, Rich, I I do think there will be a time when I'll be like, where where yet, man? Like let's talk. Mm-hmm. I think it'll happen next season if Ash is still around. If the program is still around. I think it'll be time to finally talk to him because that will be well past the deadline for the arena. The, or at least for I mean, that, that. I don't even know when this, you know, donation is going to tick, but I mean, they got to start. I don't know. I don't know if that's a whole other topic. Does the, yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is we're not sure how, like how social Baptiste, Brian Baptiste is due to the climate and we want more from him. We would love to yeah. get him on the pod. So this, I guess this is a shout out to get him on the pod, right, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I'll do I'll do whatever I'd like to talk to him. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, you know, because I feel like it goes way a long way to engage people. Um, yes. I feel like you can make an impression on alumni and I feel like that goes a long way. So that's my opinion. I agree. Um, I agree. It's, it's a valid opinion. I, I think it may be a, a little, a few more steps than I would go. Okay. So I'm I'm more like tempered in that, but like I see your point. Okay. Brian Baptiste, holler at us. All right. <laughs> okay. So oh that's enough for the I feel like the serious part um of this podcast. Yeah, let's have so, fun. So yeah, let's have a little bit of fun here. You know, I had a couple of beers, so hopefully Oh, I'll, you did? I'm a couple of, yeah, I'm loose right now. Hopefully I'll be, you know, funny. So 
know, on Twitter, we asked a couple times, you know, the mailbag. So here it is. We got a ton of responses. You know, I appreciate everyone, you know, sending us their questions. I mean, I'm going to go through as much as we can. But, Let's do like um, a speed round. Yeah, we're going to do as much as we can. Um, yeah, so here we go. I'm going to start here we go. Going. We got like start 20 the clock. plus. Um, so first one from J.L. Gonzalez. Would you trade G for Ash right now? Uh, yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. That man has somehow turned this universe. He turned that university into a decent basketball program. He, he turned a decent bas- basketball program. He like out of thin air, like he became a great coach and, you know, all of his flaws still are less than the current program's flaws. <laughs> he, yeah, he's yeah. the lesser of two evils. I know we all, we <laughs> all had our thing about G I'm, I'm willing right now to just be like, screw it. Let's, let's, let's go back and see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, you would, you would do it in a second. You know, I wouldn't call him a great coach, but, you know, if you compare the two, you know, you definitely think John, you know, you take the Sweet 16, you take an IT, you know, compared to four years of, you know, mediocre at best. Um, yep. I feel like, you know, Ash or, you know, G got, you know, better recruits. I feel like, you know, the university was in a better state. Um, yeah, I mean, there was more fan engagement. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's a no-brainer. You know, you, you take G. Yep. Um, yep. Dave Osik asked, what happened in the second half versus UMass? Also, name the full list of players who transferred out in the last four years. <laughs> Do you have that list, Rich? Um, I don't have it handy, but I can probably, like, name yeah. names. So, Go do ahead. you want to take the first part? you want me to take the first part? Well, start with the name. Let's just list out all the Oh, names. you want me to name the second pick? All right, so um, – so we got, you know, Ed Croswell, Brandon Stone, um, and Akeem, uh, BD Spencer, Kimbrough, and Kenny. Who did I miss? I think I think that's seven. Is that right? Yeah. Did I miss anyone? What well, wasn't it eight? I feel like it was four and uh, four. I don't know who else I missed. Did I miss someone? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Seven. I think it's seven. I'll think. Okay. I don't know All I right. Miss. Let's go with that. Anyone? Kenny? Oh, Tegra. Thank you. Yes. Tegra. Boom, Tegra. boom, boom, boom. Good. Okay. Good job. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Okay. Um, so what happened in the second half versus UMass? Well, from what I saw, they hit a lot more shots than us, and Clifton was in foul trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was in foul trouble. Yep, yep. That was a big piece. And you know, they play, I feel like they played and not lose. Like, they didn't yep. have the killer mentality. Yep. You know, they kept UMass in the game. Um, I don't know. I feel like some of the rotations were, you know, shaky. Um, Brantley didn't play they, enough they, they in my opinion. In the game. Yep. Yep. You know, they, yep. You know, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I mean, they continue. I mean, they choked, you know, they had that lead and they can't maintain it, you know, for whatever the reason. Yep. Um, all right. Next question. JB underscore S N K H or S N K R S one S. How do you feel about <laughs> carrying Ohio? Will Trent arena be an upgrade? Oh, JB loves to talk about how good Ohio's high school gyms are. They're, and I've seen pictures. They're much better than Tom Gola's. So I'll bring it on. Let's move to Ohio. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, give me, give me a new venue. Be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, anything, honestly, anything yeah. will do compared to Gola. All right. Um, Scion intern at Barry's Best asks, 
if you could get one player back, would you rather have Reef or A and Day? This is a good question. And personally, I would go Allende. I think that you said this in a previous pod, our our front court is now really good or like better than our back court. Yeah, I mean, Clifton's At, our best player. Yeah, you're right. So ha- adding Allende would make our back court a lot better, more re- well-rounded. You know what I mean? Because right now it seems like Brickus can't score very well. Mm-hmm. He can pass, which is fine. Brantley can score better. Passing is decent. I feel like Ayende can do both. I feel like Ayende was probably a combination of the two and could provide leadership and growth and solidify the backcourt. So I would go Ayende. I feel like not a discre- not to discredit Sharif, but Sharif was very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, it was a miss. And um, aside from his three-point shooting, I don't think he was a- as aggressive as Ayende. When I saw Ayende play, Ayende lit a spark on this team, and he is the one of the main reasons we beat Dayton at Dayton for the first time since like '99. And he's also just a spark plug; like you can just see, he's he's he is a program building guy. Now that I see it, because at UMass Lowell they love him, they love him. Um, we'll see how Kenny does in at Bryant, but I would go, I would go Ayende. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would go Reef. Um, really. Just because I don't think we have anyone else on the team. Like, I know we have two point guards um, in Brickus and uh, Brantley, you know, who are, you know, that point guard who can handle the ball. I don't think anyone, you know, can be a two guard like Kenny. You know, he has guard skill sets who can shoot, who can, like, you know, get their own shot, who can play off the ball. So I feel like it's valuable to have a guy like that because Gil, he's not really a true two guard. He's more of like a slashing type. So, Mm-hmm. Kind of, you kind of miss having. I feel like a Sharif, a guy who can, you know, bring the ball up needed, but he can play off the ball. And I feel like it's versatile. Have that because we don't really have that guy. Um, I think I think like Ayinde could be far. that. I think Ayinde could be everything point. you describe. He's a true point. And he's not a shooter. Uh, I feel no. like he's getting there. No, I mean I don't watch UMass Lowell. <laughs> I feel like he's decent. I don't know why. I'm I'm team Ayinde. Uh, I think it's, I think he was a good three point shooter. No, 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 no. He wasn't with LaSalle. I just think that he he's the type to develop and get better at everything. No, okay. I feel like I've I mean, seen the same Sharif every year. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. Right. Okay. Um, next one from Hoot at Temple Van Al. What team would you invite into the conference? Hmm. That's a good question. Delaware. Damn, God damn it. Is that what you were going to say? I was going to say the same thing. Um, or like Iona. No, no, keep your, yeah, no, I go. Do you, you want to give a reason why? I just think it's, it makes sense geographically. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? Both. Yeah. I feel like Iona or uh, Delaware make a lot of sense geographically. Let's yeah, go. I was going to go Delaware team. for kind of like, I li- like, I like their venue. You know, we were there this year. Um, it's not too far, like you said. It's, it's geographically. I feel like all their sports are. I mean, they're in the CA. I feel like the CA isn't too far from the A10. I feel like they're usually pretty good. I know they have football, um, which we don't have, but I, I feel like you know Delaware would be pretty cool. Howard would be good too in DC. I remember that was a a, a goal of A10 Twitter was to get Howard. So I just gave okay. three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Matt Reen. 
at Matt Reen 86 asks, where do you see the LaSalle men's basketball program in five years in an overall sense? Not what conference though. Um, you can answer that if you want to. Not what conference? And you can answer that as well. Okay. Just where do you see the program as a whole in five years? I see this program. I guess it's two roads. If they're in the A-10, I see this program still in the basement. The last place in the A-10. If they leave the conference and go elsewhere, I see them being a mediocre team. Like not too bad, not very good. And not. I'm not very optimistic either. So this team, which is sad, but I don't see any, I don't see any progress right now in five years, we could honestly not exist. So I'm, I'm also thinking that. So I've got like two extremes, either yeah. we stay in the A10, we survive somehow, or we literally don't exist. I could see both of those scenarios happening. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so for me, no, I, I kind of agree with you, but I'm going to go answer a little differently. So, so um, I feel like it depends on our basketball. Co- like, I feel like it depends. So if we, how was, was I going to say? Um, so I feel like it depends. Like if we get, because I feel like right now, like Ashley Howard's brought the program down to what, you know, John Genie brought it. I feel like, you know, we were mediocre. We were like eight, nine range when Genie was there. Let's say on average now we're, you know, bottom of the pack. So I feel like it depends on the coach. I know everyone keeps saying, you know, bring in a system coach, bring in a system coach, but like, give me a name. Like what system coach isn't going to like, you need to like, I don't know who you're yeah. going to get. Like, you know, the first time assistant didn't work. Um, so I feel like it depends, you know, um, it depends on the coach. It depends on the, if they get into arena. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, if that happens, I think, you know, it can, you know, stay in the A-10, but if they don't, um, you know, get a new arena. If they, you know, if the coach doesn't work out again, I mean, I see them, you know, going down conferences, maybe the Mac, maybe, you know, division three, who knows, but I feel like, like you said, there's two, um, two different extremes. That's why, you know, the next coach and the next president's important. Yep. You know, I feel like none of it's good. I feel like there's no positive thoughts. Neither of us have any positives in five years. You said negative things. I said negative things. Like there's nothing to look forward to in five years do you think we'll have an arena in five years i don't know i'm saying it all depends on the coach it all depends on i guess not all the coach it depends on no but do you have any optimism like where do you see this program in five years i don't see it anywhere i don't see it i don't see any growth well i feel like there's a little light at the end of the tunnel but that tunnel is getting smaller by the day like i'm saying if they hire some like miraculous or like somehow a proven winner like a proven head no, coach. I don't know if like somehow like they keep chambers or whatever and yeah. somehow he gets like Roman people and they I don't know. Like very, very slim. Yeah. But you, I mean, you never know, man. That that's know. a nice thing to hope hope for. But overall, I feel like our response to this question has been negative overall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're you're more negative than me, but yes. But overall, we're yeah. both like not great. Yeah. Um Bonifanatic asks. I'm trying to sell my PS5, but my X, but not my Xbox. LOL. You're interested? I have an Xbox. Um, Rich, you don't have any video games, do you? I mean, I have a Wii, but oh damn, you got that Wii. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this is a, a a tweet from John Rothstein when he got hacked. In case you guys were wondering why that guy's asking us about Xboxes and PS5s, John Rothstein was hacked the other day. He tweeted. Uh, according to the account they were trying to sell some some video games platforms so 
that's why he asked that question. But I am team Xbox, in case you're wondering. Oh, I feel like John will do anything for money. Oh, you think it was all a ploy? You think it was uh, no, like- no, 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 no. <laughs> I was saying like now you see the the Fanduel thing. Oh but, yeah, you're right. But he's all about the buck. Yeah, hackers want to get in his account. That's how valuable yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, all right, Jack Godar asks, when will they make dull Hawaiian Altoona style pizza? Available, isn't it? Where will they make it at the Gola? Or- yeah, I, th- I think that's what I was asking. Okay. Well, I hope soon. I, honestly, we got to lean into that weird vibe. So we've got the we've got the neon L, we've got the smoke machines. Although the smoke machine wasn't working at UMass, that was weird. Maybe I mean, it was a malfunction. They didn't have it out there. They didn't have it out. I I saw a black box. It wasn't really? the smoke machine. Oh, I didn't think they had it out. Or were like, there's two, and they moved them over towards the door, and the box wasn't uh, working. The box wasn't working, so it might have been. Oh, a wait, 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 all right. Don't give too much out. Um, but. And we got to lean into the weird stuff. So, yes, bring some Altoona pizza, whatever it takes to get some butts and seats, or at least get a few viral tweets off. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they bring G back as the coach, maybe they'll bring back that advertisement. You know, it was cool when they did the promotions with the you know, Hawaiian pizza. I feel like that was, like, that's pretty funny. Shout out, Dole. Yeah. All right. Um, next question. You know, you're just kind of talking about this. Um, Dan McQuaid asked, do you think LaSalle should move the smoke machines back to, you know, where the L is lit? rather than when the guests come through the door? That's a good question because I'm not sure how they're activated. I think that it's a remote. And uh, do you, okay. do you th- I, I have a theory. I think that like, you know, the more smoke machines you get wouldn't change the amount of remotes you would get. So if they bought like 10 smoke machines, they would still only need one remote. Uh, okay. And for that reason, I say buy more smoke machines. You don't need to move anything. Um, just buy more so there's smoke machines everywhere and then whoever has that remote is a very powerful person i don't know i don't know if the smoke machines are going to help i feel like we still haven't won a home game in conference and i feel like we haven't won a home game in a long time we'd have to Um, check the stats there when's the last time we've won a home game i think the last home game was Penn. um oh yeah i'm pretty sure that's right no Um, but conference in conference Oh, it was, was the last year then. I whatever last year was. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. It, it seemed like a while ago. It, it, that's obviously an exaggeration because it's been since last season. But like, how 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 long ago during last season was it? Uh, that's a good question. We'll have to check that. So all right, next question. Whatever. All right, um, all right, Bill. Um, Trevin Gray asks, "How many smoke machines will it take to win another national championship?" <laughs> No amount of smoke machines will amount to a a championship. You have to have grit and determination to be a champion. And I've seen some good programs have smoke machines. So once they start winning, the smoke machines will come after. It'll become a, a part of the winning culture. Is this like a battle of like quality versus quantity of the smoke machines? Because... I feel like we could have a lot of quantity of them, but I feel like you look at like a school like Rutgers, so I was like a one that's like makes our one, you like, I don't know, maybe if we have more quality ones, but no, I mean, no. Yeah, like you said. Unless we're uh, making an advantage on our side, like it's so foggy in there. Yeah, you never they know. They can't play. That'd be great. Or foggy like goal. it's hard to see. It'll be like yeah. fog bowl. Goal. Foggy goal. Yeah. I love that. I would love to see that. All right. Little Bonnet X asks, 
could Sid Booker fry shrimp so hot he himself couldn't eat it? As far as I'm concerned, Sid Booker's the goat. There's no way he couldn't eat that. There's no way, right? Like he he knows shrimp. So he know he could eat the hottest shrimp. I think he wouldn't have any problems with that. He's the goat. I don't know, man. When you're like, I feel like you're frying whatever, you like come from straight out of the oven, your tongue is burning. It's oh, burning the roof well, of temperature mouth. wise? I thought you meant like I thought he meant like spice level. Could fry a shrimp so hot he couldn't eat it. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Sid. I still think he could he could take it down. Like he he's okay, been around okay. for a while. Yeah. He his taste buds been around broad. Yeah, his taste buds are developed and he could eat like a 360 degree shrimp. Wow. Yeah. He's just a beast. He's an idol. Yeah, I'd be all over the place. <laughs> um A10 Talk asks, who are the top five point guards in the A10? And then goes make history follow up and said. And why isn't it Ace Baldwin? Or why is Ace Baldwin not in it? VCU fans are fed up that Ace Baldwin isn't top five point guard in the A10. He's not bad. He's not great. I don't know. What is he? He's like in the middle. But right, so yeah, what, who's your five? Who's your top five? Who's my top top five? <sighs> Let's go, Yuri Collins, because they're winning. They're winning games right now. Um, and also. It'd be 1A, 1B, Yuri Collins, and um, oh my God, I picked him in the three-bid league pod episode, and I can't remember his name. Oh, bro. Davidson, point guard. Foster lawyer. Foster lawyer, two. Um, And then Gilliard, three. I'm probably going to miss, forget somebody here, Um, Lofton. Okay. Lofton, four. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because of the usage, just how important he is, because there's nobody else. Um, and five. Oh, I'm trying to think who else there could be. Ace. Who? Who's five? I'll go ace. Okay. Oh, so oh, so he's in the top five. All right. Yeah, I'll say so, I'll I'll say it just for them. I'll say ace is top five. Yeah, so I'll say it's marginal. Um <laughs> yeah, number one, I'll go um, Foster Lawyer. Yeah, I was torn between him or number two. I'm trying to like think also. Um, yeah, number two right now, I'll go. There's someone I'm forgetting. Um, number two, I'll go Gilliard. Three. Um, who am I forgetting? Three, I'll go. People are going to, um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Three, I'll go. I guess I'll base on talent. I'll go uh, Jordan Hall. Four. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I'll go. I'll go Lofton. Five. Uh, give me TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> um, oh, give me Malachi Smith, and then give Ace. Yeah, I like the guys who are composed. You know, Ace isn't kind of a score. You know, I, he's a, he's a good player. 
Um, but yeah, he, he's not, you know, top five. Okay. Um, cool. So former URI enjoyer asks early prediction on who URI will get to replace coach Cox. I don't know anything about Rhode Island, man. Okay. Um, do you want me to take this one? Yeah. You're all the right, more so, A10. You're an A10 aficionado. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like that, like some of the guys, but um, I don't know. So the one name that kind of, you know, pops in my mind is probably, you know, an easy kind of grab is. So a lot of people are saying that, you know, Bobby Curley's out at Arizona State and, you know, his brother used to coach Ooh. at uh, URI. So I'm going to say Bobby Hurley. I think, that would you know, be Rhode huge. Island, I want to say, you know, Bobby Hurley. Um, Love that. He wants to outdo his brother. Um, okay. Um, how much? Keep it rolling. How many uh, questions have we done? Uh, like half. Mike nice. Petty at Petty3856 asks, you get to design a Gola standard suite in the future new arena. What's in it? Oh, well, obviously, number one is Sid Booker Shrimp. That's number one. It's like Good. there's pictures of shrimp on the wall and there's a frying machine in there. And okay. you just put your shrimp in and fry it. Okay. Um, a lot of beer. I, I like Miller Lite. Um, okay. And some dull Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> but the seats are like reclining, heating, heated, chilled if you want to get cooled down because Gola can get really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and bathrooms aren't cramped. That's the best part. I cannot. Can you imagine a suite in Tom Gold Arena? I cannot. Oh, that, that, that's impossible. There's no way that would ever exist. I don't think they can fit it. What would you want in there? So uh, I would want like our own like podcasting arena. I would, our, our podcast arena. I want our own podcasting studio in yeah, the suite. Yeah. Um, what else would I want? Um, I think I'd want like a pow button. Like, Ooh, no, no, not a yeah. pow button, but like we get, you know, how like MLB has like the K. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. Three, we get to put out like a pal in front of like the On box, the side. like every pal. <laughs> like, that'd be like incredible. To get and if like they, them. if it's like a bank, if they bank the three, it's a WAP or something. Like, yeah. turn it around like a backwards K. <laughs> <laughs> it's a WAP instead of a pal. It backs him. Oh my god, um, that's funny. So, yeah, I feel like yeah, those are you know yeah, I feel like that's what I want in there. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, that's what I got in there. And maybe, you know, we got, you know, eight people or, you know, whatever amount of people, you know, like all the eight, golden Twitter, boys. whatever, you know, or come Ethan. in, you know, yep. Carrie and P Buckets and Lil Bonnet, you know, whoever, you know, come in. Come through. Ghosty. Yeah, that'd be cool. Your podcast, you know, during the Curry. game. Curry Hicks spaces, like a six hour spaces with them. We'll all do spaces whatever. at the same time. <laughs> There'll be nasty echo. It'll be awful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I wanted. Um, so Joe at Explore99 asks, what staff changes happen after the season is over, if any? Um, more proven recruiters need to be brought in, in my opinion. Aside from Ash, <laughs> I feel like Ash might be hitting the trail. Um, and then, well, we saw the demotion for Donnie Carr, so that's obvious, right? Like he's definitely out. Not demotion, but he's not no longer in the position he once was. So I think Donnie Carr is leaving. And probably a grad assistant or two. Yeah, I'm curious. You know, ideally, um, uh, when we had John Dunleavy on, he was saying, you know, how highly um, regarded, you know, Kyle Griffin is. I know, you know, we, ha- you know, also have um, Pat Chambers, 
who has, you know, the credentials, but I'm interested to see if, you know, Kyle Griffin, if he goes somewhere else, um, if, you know, Ashley Howard wasn't, you know, he's let go, would he want to stay as assistant or maybe go elsewhere? I don't know. Or maybe, so I'm kind of curious what would happen, but um, I don't know if, you know, if Chambers in charge is, you know, he bring that kind of, you know, could he was, you know, he got all those Roman guys, the, um, and state, but could he help, you know, bring some PCL guys and other local guys uh, to LaSalle? So we'll see, but it definitely is needed. Um, John W asks, uh, when is that coach departing? Uh, so, um, I mean, we've talked about this at length on yeah. all of our pods. We know that there's multiple issues at play here. He'll go when the financials are okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if he wants to go, he'll go sooner. But um, kind of have to wait for a few dominoes to fall in order for him to go. Yep. Um, VCU Mooch asks, with the addition of Loyola, do you fear LaSalle or another A-10 program may be on the way out? Here, you take this one. I mean, I don't think so. I know you were saying that, you know, you think LaSalle is in decent shape because, you know, Baptiste is on that um, diversity board. Yep. Um, I don't know if, you know, I think they asked McGlade that question and I don't know if she was being uh, political about it, you know, saying like, oh, we want to add, but, you know, everyone's good. I don't know if that's speak or whatever. Um, It would be too many teams at some point, right? There's got to be a point when it's like, this is way too many. Yeah, so if it's 15, though, it means, like, I guess, you know, for, it's, you know, you can't play yourself. That means, like, you know, 14, you play 14 opponents. So I'm, I'm curious, but I feel like, I don't know, in my opinion, you can't have more than 16 in a league. But um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think right now we're good. It'll be interesting to see um, if that happens. But I would say if there's any team, if I had to pick one, a 10 school that's on the way out. Uh, and I guess in terms of basketball, I'd probably have to say us just with everything yep. going on. I mean, I hope that's not the case. You know, I, no, I hope not. I like, but Fordham is turning around. Even, even Fordham yeah. is turning it around. So that just shows you how much in the mud we are right now. So yeah, it would be us. Okay. Yep. I agree. Um, at real Anthony P 97 asks, will you travel to Buffalo to help the Buffalo Sabres fix their smoke machine? Earlier this week or last week, the Sabre smoke machine, who I didn't even know they had smoke machines until he tweeted us. It, it wasn't working. So, uh, hey, if they need a professional smoke machine technician, we are the guys. We will uh, help them out. Um, I know the Sabres aren't the greatest hockey program in the world, and neither is LaSalle so, in basketball. So I think we can, uh, we can combine forces and make smoke together. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like cool if like I don't think I don't know if I'll open weekend, but if we could like hit up like a Buffalo Sabres game and like go to the Bonnie's game on weekend, like that I would, would love be, to make it an upstate New York sick. weekend. Are, yeah, are they close to each other though? I don't think Buffalo is that close to Olean. I don't think it is. Allegheny, like sorry, a, Allegheny. It's like an hour and a half. Okay. We could we can make it work. I think. I would love to see some Bills fans. Yeah, they're wild. Um, they're probably hurting. Yeah, they're still wild. Yeah. Um, okay. At West Pine Bills asked, how is Tom Gullarina only 24 years old? <laughs> was it 98 that the first game was played? I thought, 
like I think it was like 96 or 97, but it is like kind of crazy to think that I feel like my grandfather was actually on like one of like the I think the alumni board, and they remember me asking, like, why are you building an arena on the you know the third floor? And I feel like he was going back and forth people. And I feel like it was antiquated ever since it was built. It's kind of crazy. It's like not even that old, but it's like you'd think it was built like it wasn't built in the 90s. It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy to think about. The pool was uh, there all already, right? I believe so. There was a sketch of like just the bottom of Heyman Center. I need to try and find it in the archives. There, yeah, they, it was just the pool, and, and all of a sudden they decided to slap the gym on top. It was it was ridiculous, just absurd. I I really hope that they look yeah. at that plan and they just say like, we cannot rep- we need to knock this down and start over. That's my my initial thought. The pool is a very good resource for the university though. Like they bring in a lot of swimmers every year, so that could stay. Yeah. Just knock off the top and move it over to the side. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Um, next question is from Pop. Um, how confident are you in the current freshman class to lead this team in the future? Well, let's see. We've got Brantley. Morero mm-hmm. hasn't played, right? And he's probably redshirting. And then um, Shepard, who can jump out of the gym probably one of the best dunkers in the A10, but I've seen him make a lot of mistakes so far. So um, that dunk last night was sweet. That would, yeah, it was. it was sick windmill. Um, I do not feel too good about him about this class just because I haven't seen enough next season. We'll see the other two guys play hopefully. So I can speak more on it, but right now it's not looking great. Brantley looks pretty good, but we've seen a freshman do pretty well before in Brickus. And he kind of leveled off. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Right now, yeah, not, I, not crazy about it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, I feel like, you know, Brantley could be, you know, a starting piece, um, you know, probably as soon as next season. But other than that, I mean, it's not really much. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, not confident at all. Um, no. um, so the Bonifanatic again asks, are the Gullah boys running Rosty material? So he's just Rosty, all route Rosty. No, but but I wish we were. Yeah. He's the man. I'm, I'm kidding, though. He is kind of weird. Like, I, I just lean into it because it's funny. But that man is a psycho. Prayers to his wife. Yeah, I don't know how we're not blocked. Um, yeah. I feel like everyone at H1 Tour said they're blocked. But somehow we're not. And um, Goodman blocked us because... There's a rivalry between Rothstein and Goodman. But then Goodman unblocked me after I emailed him. So it's possible. We could get blocked by Rothstein. But right now, we're just vibing with him. I think he likes us. Yeah. Um, Expat Hoops asks, should we team up and do a LaSalle alums in overseas basketball Twitter spaces together? Whoa. That would be a lot of fun. I think that'd yeah. be awesome. I mean, if we can get these for guests, it. if we can solidify guests, it would be super cool. Obviously, we'd lean towards the Sweet 16 team and yeah. all those fellas. Ramon That'd Galloway awesome. is currently in Taiwan. Um, I know Tyreek Taiwan? Ramon Galloway. Um, if you follow him, you'll see all these posts about it. He's killing it. Um, and just, oh, the, the, the amount of guys that we could get on and just talk, it would be really fun. So, yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. Big yes. 
Yeah, I'd definitely be down. I feel like expat or not. I feel like like expat hoops did a really, you know, good, had a really good podcast uh, when he had Tyree Journal on. Yep. That was really good stuff. So, you know, if we could, you know, replicate that and even have more players on, I feel like that'd be a really, really um, good time. Follow expat hoops. Check out that Tyreek Duran interview. Yeah. Um, Colin asked, when will the Explorers finally decide to win some games and put LaFond in the game? <laughs> That's a good question. It will be GW, right? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I mean, they have, they're two and three, and they, you know, they beat um, Mason and I think Rhode Island. Um, it's so not going to happen. Definitely man. not a just, gimme, especially just mentally. Yeah. Just mentally. They got some players. They have some players. Yeah. Like, uh, compared to us. So just don't, uh, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. So in terms of them winning the games, I don't, I mean, they'll win maybe. I don't know. I can't see them winning more than, you know, three or four of the rest of the season. Yep. Um, so the only time I'll see LaFond in the game, because I don't really see any blowouts, is, you know, senior, senior, or I guess he, I think he's a senior, um, is senior day. So that's the only time, you know, yep. and maybe he'll make that three we've all been waiting for. Agreed. Um, Joey DeAngelis asks, do we get relegated to division two at the end of the year? Division two. <laughs> we're good at other sports. I said that on the other pod. We're, we're pretty good at other sports. So we ain't leaving D one relegated to another conference maybe, but yeah. We're not leaving the division one level. Yeah, we're not division. We're not leaving division one. You know, it's not you know soccer where we're getting relegated. You know, even though we have three ties and yeah, you know, um, you know, we're not getting relegated. Um, yep. So, you know, we'll stay in division one yeah, for for now. Um, the big sky. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the big sky, um, at Ghost History asks, "How excited are you for Chris Mack to coach Bronny James in Tom Gull Arena?" <laughs> Ronnie James uh, follows Jameer Brickus. So basically he's already committed. Ronnie has already committed to LaSalle. So looking forward to seeing him there. And yeah, Chris Mack would be a perfect acquisition. Yeah. He's um, a really good, you know, I feel like he's a very good defensive coach. He was saying I mean, he's that, not that'd sure. Be sick. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be a coach anymore though. He was saying like Louisville was his final destination. So yeah, I think on Twitter it says he's retired, right? You see that? Yeah. Yeah. His bio. That's crazy. Maybe we'll pull him out of retirement. Come on over to 20th yeah. and only. It'll be easy. Anybody can do that job. What was Rothstein thing? Was it like Chris Mack, Stone Cold, or is that someone Stone else? Cold, Chris Mack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very bold. Uh, um, at Bay Internet Man asks, which members of the team could you beat in the foot race? Full court. I don't think any of them. Uh, maybe Mamadou? Yeah, maybe. But it'd be I think tough. that's about it. They're, they're freaking af- uh, they're one athletes. The- LaFond? <laughs> Maybe. They're D1 athletes, though. Nah, yeah, that's true. Maybe um, one or two guys that we won't, we don't, we're not going to call them out, but maybe one yeah. or two of the team. Um, at Mikey Richie asked, at Mikey Richie 10 asked, sorry, when will Tyreek Duran's number be retired? That's an interesting thought. Do you think anybody on the Sweet 16 team will have their jersey retired at I don't some know. point? Like when you like asked me, like the first thing I thought, think of, if anybody, like, I don't think it'll happen, but um, I guess Ram- I would say Ramon out of yeah. those guys. I mean, I guess, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess out of those guys, I, yeah, I guess I would say Ramon. That's yeah. the first guy that comes to mind, um, just how like monumental he was. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie, it stung when 
Brantley chose five fifty five. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I feel like you're not the only one who thought that too. Yeah. With that being said, you're right. Uh, Ramon would be the one who get their jersey rate retired. Um, but the team was so good as a whole. I would love for somehow all of those numbers to be retired. <laughs> not going to happen though. Yeah. All right. So we got one more left. Wow. And, uh, that was impressive. It's kind of, you know, fitting. Um, you know, we talk about this guy a lot. Um, Anthony Morelli asks, what is Dennis and Rich's go-to bar on a Friday night? Uh, I'm not a big drinker. I don't really go out a lot. When I do, Xfinity Live. I'm just kidding. For anybody who's not from Philly, Xfinity Live is is not the premier beer bar, but it, it's where you end up after a sporting event in South Philly. Oh, Rich, I, I'm 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 struggling here because I, know, I really I don't have how a good answer. To. This question. What? I was wondering how you were going to answer this question. Do you have a bar that you go to in Philly? Um. Uh, I feel like I'm like an old head. Um, uh, you know what? I like this bar in particular, um, City Tap House. City Tap? Yeah, they always have games on. It's it's like a the premier destination for like supporter groups and like big games. It's very difficult to reserve a table, but when you can get in there, it's it's really nice. It's good I time. like I like City Tap House. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I haven't feel like been there in a while, but I feel like a good bar to go to um, is the Great American Pub in Conchhocken. I feel like okay. that's a good cool bar. Not bad. I've been there a few times. I've been there a long time, but I feel like that's a good spot to go. I like that. Um, okay, I feel like that's it. I feel like we did a pretty good job with these. Exhale. Um, that was tough, man. That was a lot of yeah, that was a you. that was a full game, you know. <laughs> I feel like we're the Bonnies, you know, the Iron Man five, you know, just going straight through, no break, yeah. you know, 40 minutes. Um, we won take Drake. Um yeah. no, um, that was fun, man. Do you have any other thoughts? Any other closing? Yeah, thank you everyone for sending these questions. I hope you know the, we answered your questions uh, to the full extent. Um, and I thought that, I hope this was entertaining. Um, yeah, thank you for the support. I feel, yeah, I feel like this was you know a fun way you know have a podcast, and though it's been you know not the best season for LaSalle, um, and you know the beginners podcast was uh, you know more serious and you know, kind of yeah. sad. So it was kind of cool to have fun for a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you all. If we missed a question for some reason, let us know and we will um, we'll do it on the next episode. But uh, until then, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on.